I don't need to tell you that the COVID-19 pandemic is a big deal. It's going to have long-lasting effects on virtually every aspect of society. During this time, I've been soaking in as much information as possible and kind of formulating my perspective. And I feel like I'm finally ready to talk about it. Welcome to the White Coat Academy podcast, your source for all things personal and professional development as a new healthcare provider. Join me, Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, as we navigate the challenges young doctors face in treating patients today and work to better ourselves beyond our clinical care. I don't think I'm alone when I say that this whole thing has been a roller coaster of emotions. Back when all of this was first coming out in China, a lot of people, you know, including prominent medical people, were thinking that it wasn't really going to affect us. And obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, so I think the first thing is that this is really just a lesson in why you need to do something and take action when you see issues arising because often nobody cares until it affects them and by the time you know something is affecting you it's often too late so i think that is one of the overall things that we can take away from this experience and hopefully that lesson will extend to other things as well and give people an awareness of how bigger issues can affect everyone and encourage society to really rally together when we see problems arise. For me, the first reality check to the gravity of the situation really came when things started escalating in New York. That's where I went to dental school, so a lot of my classmates are doing residency there, and I started seeing some of them becoming actively involved in treating COVID patients and it was kind of an all-hands-on-deck situation there. A lot of them were screening patients for COVID, and some were even working and helping in the ICU, and that really showed me how serious the situation was because we are dentists, so typically that's not something that we would be doing, but it was really a lack of personnel and equipment that kind of made me realize like whoa this is a really big deal and then kind of simultaneously my residency in orthodontics almost came to a halt the dental clinics um, were all closed and we shifted to just kind of online learning seminars um, to try to stay somewhat engaged during this time but all patient care pretty much stopped and I think for a lot of doctors, that was the case. Um, it kind of became a very humbling experience and forced us to think about how essential are we. I think a lot of doctors go into healthcare thinking that they want to help people, but when it came down to it in this pandemic, a lot of other people were way more important than doctors and i don't mean the doctors that were on the front lines and treating people um, in the icus and at hospitals but a lot of private practice doctors pretty much closed their doors or saw very very few patients and 
at the same time, the person stocking the shelves at the grocery store was way more important than me at the time. And I think that's something that will be super important to remember going forward. I think a lot of doctors often have a bit of a superiority complex, um, but the world can't run without people who we often see as like the little people um and doctors really can't practice without them either so i think it's really important to see the value in the people like the custodians at the hospital the other hospital staff the nurses and then even outside of healthcare people at gas stations drug stores the supermarket like those were the people that were keeping our world going during this time yet another reality check for me was that young people are not invincible then we started seeing a lot of young adults being affected by covid a lot of healthy people were being hospitalized and even dying and i think typically when we think of stuff like this we think of the old the immunocompromised and the young like infants but actually a lot of people in their 20s and 30s started to get really ill with covid and i think a lot of times at this point in our career and in our life we have the attitude that we are invincible or oh that's not going to happen to me and i think this was an experience that really put that into perspective and for me it really just cemented that you need to be prepared for the worst and hope you never need it but have things set up in case you do so i think it emphasizes the importance of having an emergency fund life insurance and really having systems in place with your family and your personal finances to prepare for unprecedented times and along with that i think it highlights the need to diversify yourself and not put all of your eggs in one basket in multiple capacities not just financially but you never really know what the future is going to hold and the more streams of income or avenues you have to support yourself the better off you'll be if one of them is not doing so well at a certain time so kind of going off of that you know what is the economic impact of this going to be and the truth is that honestly we don't really know and i'm definitely not an economist or someone who would be able to tell if even the experts can't but the reality of the situation right now is that people are putting off elective care and hospitals are seeing about 50 to 70 percent decline in their overall revenue and some private practice is seeing like 95 percent um and elective cases are the big revenue generators for hospitals and healthcare systems that allow us to do that more costly life-saving services for people um, and help kind of offset the cost. But now there's a shift in pretty much only life-saving services, which are expensive, and we don't have those elective procedures to help generate some of the revenue. And then at the same time, people with maybe non-elective issues aren't coming in either. So people that aren't in dire situations but it's more urgent needs are electing to stay home or just deal with things on their own because a they're scared they don't want to go to the hospital and expose themselves um, 
and also a lot of people are thinking altruistically and they don't want to overwhelm doctors because they're constantly hearing about how our healthcare systems are strained. Um, so I think one of the things that we are going to see is in a few months or so, there's going to be a surge in kind of moderate conditions that maybe if they had been addressed now, um, people wouldn't have more serious implications in the future. Um, so like, for example, if somebody has like a hairline fracture or something like that, maybe they aren't going to the doctor to get it reset or fixed. They're just kind of dealing with it at home and then maybe it will heal improperly and they might need surgery down the road. So I think it will be interesting to see um, what kind of conditions come up at increasing levels in the coming months. And the truth is with that, even when policies are lifted and more elective care is allowed to resume, as we're starting to see in a lot of states across the country, people are still going to be scared. So, you know, if you think about it in your area, if the restrictions were lifted, would you go out to a restaurant if you could? Um, and maybe even if you would go to a restaurant, would you then go to a large conference where hundreds or thousands of people are going to be? I think some people will come back, but there will also be a lot of people that remain scared or super cautious for a long period of time. Um, and for that reason, will put off elective care even when they are permitted to do it. So I think a lot of revenue will be lost in that sense. So, you know, revenue is down and then at the same time, expenses are up because we need more PPE for regular procedures and routine care and the PPE because of the shortage is even more expensive. So, for example, an N95 mask before coronavirus was about 30 cents and now they're around $5 each. Traditionally, medical care has been relatively safe or less affected than other industries in times of economic recession, but I think now there's a whole fear aspect to it that will impact our industry a little bit more. Um, and also with overall economic impact, there's always change in insurance. So if people lose their jobs because the economy is severing, there will be fewer people on private insurance, more people on state and public insurance, and the government is, you know, going more and more into debt every day because of all of the economic stimulus bills um, that have been needed during this time. But because of that, they're going to look to cut costs somewhere and possibly they will reduce the benefits or reimbursements to doctors. So I think because of this, the strain on smaller healthcare systems and private practitioners is going to be pretty significant. So we're going to see even a bigger drive than before towards group practice because larger organizations have more buying power, better cash flow, and reserves, so they're more cushioned from a financial crisis, whereas solo practitioners, um, private practice, will be much more stressed to survive this time. So I think even more than before, it's going to accelerate that kind of movement in healthcare towards large group practice. 
Um, the other aspect in just terms of delivery of care is what are the long-term changes to actual procedure going to be? I mean, right now we are seeing strict PPE requirements and increased infection control procedure, but are those systems going to be in place from now on in healthcare, or is that something that we're going to be able to relax once the pandemic is more under control? And I don't really know. Um, we've seen changes in the past um, in response to different diseases like uh, for example, the big push for wearing gloves came out of the AIDS um, increase in the 80s, but now it's kind of standard of care to wear gloves, at least in dentistry, pretty much all the time. So it will be interesting to see kind of what measures last and what, if any, can kind of relax as we move forward um, out of this time. On the other hand, one kind of positive change that I think will come out of this is in doctor-patient relationships. You know, throughout this time, a lot of practitioners were forced to communicate with patients via telemedicine um, and kind of virtually at a distance, which makes it a lot more difficult to connect with patients. And I think a lot of it was mitigating fear. Um, for kind of routine issues, just kind of telling patients that things that they were experiencing might not be a large issue. And I think overall patients were kind of heightened in terms of little conditions that they might be experiencing because they were afraid of things escalating and having to go to the emergency room um, because at all costs people were trying to avoid hospitals. So because of that, at least a lot of my communication with patients was just kind of letting them know that things that they were experiencing were normal um, or that it was going to be okay uh, for them to, you know, keep their braces on for a little bit longer. Nothing bad was going to happen to their teeth. Um, and then at the same time, a lot of people were wearing much more PPE when they were interacting with patients, pretty much like their whole face was covered, hard to even see what somebody looks like, which really forced doctors to make an effort to humanize medical care. Um, you've seen on social media a lot of practitioners and nurses putting like pictures of themselves in normal clothes or their face taped to their gowns to kind of show people what they look like to help relate better um, and I think that kind of dehumanizing and empathizing with patients is not something that is typically focused on in medical care a lot for doctors is driven on outcomes and technical skill but I think a lot of times we can forget that there's a person attached to the body that we are working on and people not being able to have visitors in the hospital and not being able to see each other and PPE providing barriers kind of put that into focus and I hope that that's something that will last past the pandemic um, and hopefully people will be more conscious of trying to humanize their care for their patients and not just for 
patients, but I think it also brought to the forefront a lot of stress that doctors can be under because of all of the work of the people on the front lines and the amazing things that people were doing and putting forth to kind of help the greater good. Um, I also think that this time highlighted the importance of being in an organization that takes care of its people and looks out for the healthcare providers and the team. That being said, as we go forward in kind of an economic downtime, it's going to be more difficult for young doctors to find jobs, at least in the short term. Nobody really knows how long that will last, but I think it kind of brought to the forefront that you should really be mindful of the places that you choose to work, but also that we need to help as healthcare leaders to foster environments that appreciate healthcare workers and make sure that they are taken care of. I think during this time, it's really easy to get down and depressed because of all of the uncertainty, but I try not to get caught up in the doom and gloom and look on the bright side. Um, and I know a lot of lives were lost and a lot of people negatively affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, but I also think that there is a lot of good that came out of it, a lot of people stepping up and helping. Um, also, somebody had made a comment about what about all the lives that were saved because of corona, and that just totally kind of flipped it on its head for me. Um, they said, you know, if corona had hit two months earlier, Kobe would still be alive, and, you know, think about all the people that would die in traffic accidents that didn't because they were staying home. So I think there's always a silver lining to be found. And even in times where it seems really glim, you can, you know, you can't control what happens to you and what goes on in your environment, but you always have control over yourself and your own attitudes toward things. And I think that it's really important to be mindful of that and make sure that mentally you're in a good place by taking care of yourself so that you can persevere through these hard times. And I know that the future looks bleak, especially for young doctors as we try to find jobs, but I think that we need to take this time and the opportunity to force ourselves to be creative. Um, a lot of people have taken this time off um, or slowed down to innovate and put things into action that maybe they weren't because they didn't have free time or were bogged down by their schedule. Um, but this has kind of been an unexpected pause that has forced a lot of people to have new perspective, to just go for it. I think the best thing you can do is not forget this experience going forward. And I think we're really lucky as young healthcare professionals to have had this kind of experience so early in our career um, because you can always look back on this time and think what do you wish that you could have done and use that going forward to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. Our generation has seen a lot from 
9-11 to the financial crisis in 2008 but each of those was kind of while we were still young maybe still in school and we saw the effect but we weren't really living it and experiencing it as working individuals so I think the best thing you can do out of this time is remember it use it as a learning experience and pivot so that you can persevere I think the worst thing you can do is go back to the status quo and try to resume life as normal because the world the way that we knew it before COVID doesn't exist anymore this is truly an unprecedented and ever-changing time and I think as young healthcare professionals we are in a unique position to deal with it and come out stronger so I would love to know kind of what you guys think about the situation what you're scared of what makes you hopeful for the future so please you know connect with me um if you follow me on instagram at the white coat academy and i'd love to chat with you there or go on our website send us an email um i would just really love to kind of get a pulse on how young healthcare providers are feeling in this situation and see what ways that i can best serve you going forward because i think it really is an important time in our career for many many reasons um if the podcast has been helpful for you so far please go ahead and give it a review so that we can reach more people for me this is just yet another example of why we need to focus on personal and professional development as young doctors so i hope you guys agree and i'll catch you guys in the next one (laughs) 